Shalom to all! Today's office is based off Lamed Zion. We are starting four lines from the top at the two dots. And today's office is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Herna, Shom, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars, Freyde, Chaya, Bela, Basar, Yitzchak, Tzvi, Herna, Shom, Shadav, and Aliyah. Now the Mishnah mentioned a number of things that are awesome with Rabbanon and that one must refrain from doing them equally on Shabbos and Yantif. And we had said, And why is that also? It's because of Mecca Chumemker. It looks like you're being involved in commerce. Since all these are ways of transferring ownership of something to the base of Mikdash, it's like being involved in commerce, and we know that's Usser. And the Mishnah said, being you're not allowed to take off Truma and and the Gemara asked Pshita, that's obvious. Of course, you're not allowed to do that. It's like you're being mitakin something. You're fixing up your produce so that you're allowed to eat it. So, of course, you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos or Yantif. So, Tan Rabbi Yasef, he answers, This is only needed in the Mishnah to teach you that you're not allowed to give it to the Kain on Yantif. What does that mean? The Havim mean is that it's okay to separate Truma and Yantif if it's going to be brought to the Kain right away, because then it doesn't look like you're being mitakin your produce. It just looks like you're bringing food to a hungry kain, and it's even this case that the Mishnah is assuring. And we continue qualifying that that's only something that was tevil yesterday, and you should have taken off trumas and maesers before yontif. However, something that became tevil on yontif itself, for example, dough that you're making on yontif, you're allowed to make fresh dough on yontif, and now you have a chiv to separate chala. You didn't make this dough before yontif, so there's no chiv to separate chala before yontif. You are allowed to separate on yontif and bring it to the kain. And now we're going to talk about the wording of the Mishnah that imply that we're discussing three different categories things that are awesome with and that's the Shvos, and then things that are Rishos and things that are Mitzvah. And the Gemara asks, This second category that we discussed in the Mishnah that was called Rishos, they're only because of Rishos and not because of Shvos, they're not awesome with Of course they're awesome with And this third category that we were discussing, which was called Mitzvah, they're only because of Mitzvah and not because of Shvos, they're not awesome with Of course they're awesome with Everything in the Mishnah is awesome with So the Gemara says, You're right, it's a lemi baya, not only this, but also that. Lemi baya shvos great sada asr. You don't have to tell me that something which is asr midrabanan, that's asr on yantif. Elafilu shvos rishos nami asr. If something's asr midrabanan, even though it's in the category of rishos, it's kind of a mitzvah. It's not 100% mitzvah, but it's almost a mitzvah. That's also asr. And velemi baya shvos rishos to asr. And not only is shvos rishos asr, elafilu shvos de mitzvah nami asr, a shvos in isr drabanan, even though it has to do with a mitzvah, that's also asr. And we concluded the Mishnah by saying, call elu biyantif amru, that all Shabbos halachas apply to yantif except for food-related ones. The Gemara asks Ramin, who asks you steer from our previous Mishnah, Meshilin Deracharu, Biyantif, Aleba Shabbos. You're allowed to lower produce through the skylight on Yantif, but not on Shabbos. So we see that even though it's a not a food preparation-related malacha, it's still permitted on Yantif and not on Shabbos. It's a steer between the two Mishnayas. So on Bravyasif, he answers, like Kasha, it's no problem. Harabi Lezer, this Mishnah is Rebbe Lezer, who's more Machmir, Harabi Shua. The previous Mishnah is Rebbe Shua, who's Makal when it comes to a loss of money on Yantif. Titan, you have a Braisa. We have an animal and a child that fell into a pit on Yantif. Now there's an Isertur Shecht and an animal and child on the same day. So an animal is not allowed to be taking a pit on Yontif unless he's going to be shechting it and eating it. What's he supposed to do with this animal and his child that fell into a pit on Yontif? Rabbi Lezer, he says, He could take out that first one. He could take out one of the animals on condition that he's going to shecht it. And he has to shecht it. And the second one has to remain in the pit. He could give it parnasa. He could give it food to ensure that it doesn't die, but he's not allowed to take it out of the pit. Rabbi Shuaimer, he says, He could take out that first animal with intent to shecht it. But he doesn't shecht it. And now he does a haram. He does a little bit of a trick and he takes out the second one. He says, you know, the first one, it's not really my style. It's a little too thin. It's not so gishmak. I want the second animal. Now that he has both of them out of the pit, he could shech whichever one he wants. So we see that Rabbi Yeshua is one that's makel when it comes to a loss of money. So it must be that the previous mission is Rabbi Yeshua. He told Rabbi Yosef, who says that's a good comparison? Perhaps the only reason why Rabbi Lezer is machmir in the case of the Bukhar is parnasa. That's because you are able to feed this animal and it's not going to die. But over here, in the case of the fruit on the roof, there is nothing you could do about this produce on the roof. If it gets rained on, it's going to get ruined. Loy, so Rabbi Lezer would not be machmir, and he would allow.
allow you to lower it through the skylight. And Inami, alternatively, we could say, perhaps Rabbi Shua is only makele in the case of the Bukhars, because we could pull this sort of trick that people aren't going to notice that you're bringing both of them out of the pit. But over here, there's no trick that you could pull with this fruit on the roof. Perhaps he would be machmer, would not allow you to lower it through the roof. So we can't necessarily say that the previous mission is Rabbi Shua and our mission is Rabbi Lazar. So Elam Rapapa, he says, there's no problem between these two Mishnahis. Our mission is Beishamai, and the previous mission is Beishil. Then we have a Mishnah. Beishamai, he says, If you are not allowed to bring a child, a lulav, or a safer tire out into the Rishus Rabbim, because that has nothing to do with food preparation. Or Beishil Matirin, and Beishil does allow you to bring them out into the Rishus Rabbim. We see the Beishil is more makele when it comes to Yantif, even with non food related malachas. The Gemara now tries to refute that. Maybe that's not so. Perhaps the only reason why Beishamai is Machrim over there is Ella Ahitza, because we're talking about Ahitza. We're talking about carrying something into the Rishus Rabbim. That's a Da'iraisa, Perhaps he would not be Machrim when it comes to Tiltal. When you're just moving fruit that's on your roof and you're bringing it into your house, it's in the same Rishus, perhaps they would not be Machrim in that case. The Gemara responds right away to that, showing that that's not so, because Atu Tiltal Lavtar Chatzahu isn't Tiltal necessary for Chatzah. The whole reason why the Chum asserts something Tiltal is because you're going to end up taking it out into the Rishus Rabbim, and that's a necessary step to taking something to Rishus Rabbim is to be Metaltal it. So since they are linked, it must be that if Beishamai is Machmur with Haitzah, they're going to be Machmur with Tiltal as well, and it must be that previous Mishnah is Beis Hill and not Beishamai. And now over the next few daf, we're going to be discussing Tchum, and we're going to have a short introduction. We know that a person is limited to his Tchum, which is 2,000 Amis in all directions. That 2,000 Amis is determined by where his Makam Shvisa, his official place of resting or residence is, Bein Hashmashas of Shabbos or Yantif. As we've learned, his Makam Shvisa is usually where his food is, and usually that's also where he's going to be sleeping as well. Now a person is able to extend his Tchum in a particular direction by way of Erev. Before Shabbos or Yantif, he walks to a spot within 2,000 Amis of his house, places some food over there, and now that's considered his Makam Shvisa. He can now sleep at home and on Shabbos or Yontef, walk to his pre-designated spot and then another 2,000 Amis past it. Now, why would he want to do this, you ask? Well, maybe there's a neighboring town 3,000 Amis away from him and he wants to visit his friend there. Or a famous speaker is going to be giving a drasha and shul out of his trum and he would like to hear that drasha. There is one catch, however. Once he extends his trum in one direction, he is not allowed to travel in the other direction at all. Now, this Mishnah Gemara teaches that not only is a person limited to his trum, but his animals and personal objects are limited to his trum as well. Wherever he's allowed to go, they're allowed to go. Wherever he's not allowed to go, they're not allowed to go. Now, of course, when we're dealing with more than one person, there's going to be some overlap between one person's tchum and another's, and therefore their items will be allowed to move around freely in this overlap zone, but care will need to be taken that Ruven's item doesn't stray out of that shared zone into Shimon's tchum, and vice versa. So now the Mishnah says, Behemus and Kalim, they're just like the feet of their owners, wherever their owner is allowed to go, they're allowed to go, and wherever their owner is not allowed to go, they're not allowed to go. And therefore, If a person gives his animal to his son or to a shepherd, that animal is limited to where the owner is allowed to go. So the shepherd or the son is only allowed to take that animal in the shared area, in that common area of Tchum that he shares with the owner. But he's not allowed to take it to where he's allowed to go, but where the owner is not allowed to go. And if we have vessels that they're miyuchad, they're specific for one of the brothers in the house, so they're just like his feet, and they're allowed to go wherever he's allowed to go. They're not limited to where the other brothers are allowed to go. But if it's not miyuchad for one brother, and all of them have a shared ability to use this kli, it's like the place where all of them are allowed to go. Therefore, if all these brothers have their own tchumen, these shared items are limited to the overlap of their tchumen and may not be brought further than that. And If a person borrows a kli from his friend on Erev Yantif, so that kli is just like the feet of the borrower since he borrowed it before Yantif, so now it's taken on the tchum of the shayel of the borrower and it's not limited to the tchum of the lender. But big Yantif, if he borrowed that kli on Yantif, so then it's limited to the tchum of the mashel of the lender because ben hashmashes of Yantif, it was still in the rishos of the lender. And 
If a woman borrowed condiments, she borrowed different ingredients from her neighbor for cooking, or she borrowed water and salt for her dough that she's making on Those ingredients, they're like both of their feet, and they're limited to where only both these women are allowed to go. Let's say this woman borrowed ingredients for a dish on Yontif, and now she wants to give some of that dish to the neighbor that lives down the block to the left. She's not allowed to do so if that neighbor to the left is out of the tchum of the neighbor to the right, because she has to be careful of the neighbor to the right's tchum. Now, Rabbi Huda Paiter, Rabbi Huda Paters, when it comes to water, we don't have to be careful with tchum when it comes to someone's water, because they don't really have substance to them, and we're going to talk about that in the Gemara tomorrow. And now the Gemara says, Masnisa in Lamed Zayinu Abezan Tabdu like Rabbi Daisa. Our mission is not like Rabbi Daisa. The time you have a brass, Rabbi Daisa, he says, Some say it was Abishol that said, If a person buys an animal from his friend on Erev Yantif, even though his friend only gave him the animal on Yantif, it's like the feet of the purchaser. Wherever the purchaser is allowed to go, that's where this animal is allowed to go, even though he only got it on Yantif. And if a person gave his animal over to the shepherd to watch, even though he only gave it to the shepherd on Yantif, it's like the feet of the shepherd. And that's not like our Mishnah, because our Mishnah had said that if a person gives his animal on Yantif to a shepherd, it's limited to where the owner is allowed to go, and it's not allowed to go wherever the Raya is allowed to go. So Gemara says, I feel our mission could even be Rabdaisa. Volaikasha is no problem. Khan Baraya Echad. This Bryce was talking about when there's only one shepherd in town. Not everyone had a personal shepherd to care for his animals, and many would hire a shepherd service, kind of like a dog walking service. He took your animals in the morning and returned them in the evening. So we're here we're talking about where this town only had one shepherd. So of course you were going to give your animal to that shepherd on Yantif, because there was no other options, and that's why, even though you only gave it to him on Yantif, already before Yantif, it's like you gave it over to his Rishos, and therefore it's allowed to go wherever the shepherd's allowed to go. Khan Ryan, whereas our mission is talking about where there's two shepherds, meaning there's two different options, and since we don't know which shepherd you're going to give it to, it's like it's in your rishos and the owner's rishos. And Dekinami, our mission is actually medoyik like that. Dekinami, it said in our mission, he gave it to his son or to the shepherd. So we see that there was actually two options of whom he could have given it to. Shema Mino, we learned from there that there's a difference between when there's one shepherd in town and when there's two shepherds. He says, The Gemara asked, really say that? The halacha is like a stam mishnah. If we have a mishnah that does not have a Tana's name attached to it, the halach is like that. Utanan, we have a stam mission that says, that animals and kalim, they're like the feet of the owners. And Rabdaisa had said that the behemoth is like the feet of the shepherd. So how could we say that Rabbi Yechon and Paskin is like Rabdaisa, if he Paskin is like a stam mishnah that seems to be not like Rabdaisa? So the Gemara answers, didn't we already just establish there's a difference if there's only one shepherd, if there's two shepherds, and this is not a stero. You could Paskin like a stam mishnah, and you could also Paskin like Rabdaisa, because they're talking about two separate cases. And another case of overlapping tchumen. We have a brisa. Two people borrowed a garment b'shutfes. They borrowed it together. This person borrowed it because he wanted to go in the morning to the base mishta. And this person borrowed it because he wanted to use it in the evening to go to his suda. This one made an error for this garment towards the north, and this one made an error for the garment towards the south. Now, what's going on over here? So, a little bit of an example. In Eretz Yisrael, many in the yeshiva world wear a frock on yontif. So, Reuven and Shimon live in the same building, and neither had a frock. And Reuven needed it for the base in the morning, and Shimon needed it for his suda later in the afternoon. Problem is, is that the base medjish was out of the tchum towards the north, and the hall with the suda was out of the tchum towards the south. So Reuven extended his tchum north, and Shimon extended his tchum towards the south. So the Brasa tells us that they're both limited. Zeshar of all of Tzafin, the one that had made his Erev towards the north, that's Reuven, Mahalach Tzafin, he's only had to go as much northward, as much as the one who made his Erev towards the south is allowed to go. Remember, Shimon is limited in how north he's allowed to go because he had made his Erev towards the south. So by that same token, Reuven is also limited because of Shimon. And the one that had made his Erev towards the south, he's only allowed to go as much south with his garment 
as much as Reuven is allowed to go south. And if they made their tchum right in the middle, Reuven made his tchum 2,000 amas away from the building towards the north, and Shimon made his 2,000 amas away towards the south, you're not allowed to move this frock at all. That's because it's not allowed to go north or south. It's stuck right in the middle. And another case of tchumen, we have two people, they bought a barrel and an animal in a partnership. Before Yontif, they bought a barrel of wine and they bought an animal that they were going to shecht on Yontif and they were going to divide this meat and wine on Yontif. Rav Amar, he says, Chavis Muteris, this barrel is allowed to be brought into both of their tchumen, even into not shared part. Ubehema Asura, however, the animal is not allowed to be brought out of the shared part of their tchumen. Ushmul Amar, he says, Chavis Nami Asura, the barrel is also usher to be brought out of their shared part. And now we ask, Michael Savar Rav, what does Rav hold? Eko Savar Yesh if he holds a Brerav, he will behema then even the animal should be permitted to be brought into both separate tchumen, even the non shared part. And Viko Savar Ain if he doesn't hold a Brerav, Afil Chavis Nami Asura, then even the Brerav should be usher as well. Meaning, if we hold a Brerav, then when the wine is brought to Ruvain and he takes some, we should say that retroactively this was always his before Yantav and it was always in his tchum, so we should say the same by the meat as well. And if we don't say Brerav, then the wine also shouldn't be allowed to be brought out of this shared common area. So the Gemara answers, Really, Rav holds a Brerav, and that's why the wine is allowed to be brought into their unique tchumen. Vishani Behema, the animal's different, the Kayanki Tchumen Meadadi, because these two tchumen, they gain nourishment from each other. Brerav retroactively establishes which portion of the animal belonged to each person before Yantav began. However, since before Yantav began, the animal was alive, each part of the animal drew sustenance from the other parts, in essence, mixing up the different tchumen, preventing Brayer from working. So, Amr Rav Khanar Rav Asi Rav, Rav Khanar Rav Asi asked Rav, You're bothered by the case of tchumen, but you're not bothered by mukta. One person's share in the animal is mukta for the other, and we technically could say that the entire animal is mukta because all the parts of the animal got nourished from each other, and we don't say that. So, why do we say that by tchumen, and we don't say that by mukta? So, Shasak Rav, Rav was quiet, and there's machalkas if we interpret his silence as agreeing with them or disagreeing with them. Now, my havalah, what's the psak over here? So, Rabbi Shai Omer, he says, Yesh Brera, and Rabbi Yechon Omer, he says, Ain Brera. The Gemara asks, Rabbi Rabbi Yesh Brera, Rabbi Shai really holds of Yesh Brera, but tonight we have a Mishnah, and we've had this Mishnah previously. This Mishnah discusses Thomas Mace in a house. We know that a corpse in a house transmits Thomas to anything under the same roof, that's called Thomas Oil. We also know that since the Mace is going to be carried out through one of the doorways or openings, thereby it's Matama, whatever is located within that opening as well. This is even if the door is closed and the object is located outside the closed door, but within the door frame. Now, since we don't know which opening the Mace is going to be carried through, any object located within any opening in the house, again, even if that door is closed, also becomes Tame, for the mace might be carried through that opening. However, if we can determine which opening the mace is going to be carried through, then only that one is Tame and the others are not. And that's what the Mishnah says. Hames Babayas, we have a corpse in a house. Veloip Sachem Harbin has many openings. Kulm Tamein, anything located in any of those openings is Tame. Niftach Echem if one of them is open, who Tame? So then the objects in that opening are Tame, the Kulm Tahirin, and the objects in the other openings are Tahar. Chashab Leitziab Echem let's say he thought, I'm going to bring the mace out through one of these openings, or through a window that has four by four Tfachim size, Matzal Salpsachim Kulan. So then that opening is going to save the objects and all the other openings because we say that the mace is going to be carried through that opening and not through the other openings. They say, That's only if he had this thought before the person died. Beishami holds that once this person died, a machshav alone isn't sufficient to remove the tuma status of the openings. Only an actual mice of opening the door will do. Or as they say, Even if he had this thought after the mace died, he's going to save all the other openings. And Itmar Allah was stated on that. Amr Rabbi Shaya, he says, This thought process, according to Beis Hill, is only going to help to save objects that are placed in other openings from now and on, from this thought process and on. Mikanu Abba in, only from now on is it going to save any objects placed into any of these openings. But we're not going to say that retroactively items that were in different openings are going to become not Tame because retroactively he really meant to bring the mace through that opening, not a different opening. So we see that Rabbi Shaya does not hold a Breira. So Gemara says, you're right, Epoch, let's switch around their shitas. Rabbi Shaya Amr and Breira and Rabbi Yechon Amr Yash Breira. 
Rabbi Shai does not hold a Brera, and Rabbi Yechon holds a Brera. The Gemara asks, "Who is Rabbi Yechon and Brera? Does Rabbi Yechon hold a Brera?" Vam Rabasi, Am Rabbi Yechon. He says, "Ha'achet Shacholka." We have brothers; they split the Yerusha of their father. Lekucha is saying they're really just considered like buying from one another. Umachzirin Zelazabiyayvul, and if they purchase things that have to be given back to the original owner by Yayvul time, they have to give that back. So we see from here that these brothers, when they receive the Yerusha, it's not considered like they're receiving something that was always coming to them. We do not apply Brera in that case. We say they're just like regular kuchas, like they're just buying something from another. So clearly Rabbi Yechanan does not hold a Brera. And if you want to suggest, says the Gemara, when does Rabbi Yechanan not hold a Brera? That's only we're dealing with a Dairaisa, which is Yerusha. But when we're dealing with a Dairaisa, which is Tchum, he would hold a Brera. But that's not true because Rabbi Yechanan does Rabbi Yechanan hold a Brera when it comes to Rabbi either? Vatani he says, A person cannot make a stipulation on two things at the same time. The only thing he could say is that if the Chacham comes to the east, his Erev is going to be to the east. If he comes towards the west, so then his Erev is going to be towards the west. However, if he's going to come from both directions, he cannot do that. What's this talking about? A Chacham is coming to deliver a Shirin Abbas Medrash outside his Chum, yet he's unsure from which direction. He could place two Erev in, one to the east, one to the west, and stipulate that whatever direction the Chacham comes from, whichever base measure she's going to be in, he's going to use that Erev. Now, this can only work by using Brera, at least on our Havamina. But if two Chacham are coming, one from the east, one from the west, that's Lakan Ulakan, then he's not allowed to choose whichever Erev he wants to listen to the Joshua of his choice. And Lamed Chesamad Alpha on top of the Gemara asks, Vahavino Ba, Mashna Lakan Ulakan, what's the difference when we're talking about two different Chacham coming from two separate directions, Delay, that we're not going to allow him to use whichever Erev he wants, the Ain Brera, because we're not going to use Brera in that case, Mizrachumayr of Nami, even in the case when we have only one Chacham, and he's just not so sure which direction he's going to be in, the east or the west, Ain Breyer, we should also say Ain Breyer in that case as well. Why do we allow that case and not when there's two Chacham coming from two different directions? The Amr and he answered that question by saying, Ukvar Chacham. Really, the Chacham had already come. The Chacham actually arrived before Yantif, just this fellow was unaware of that and therefore set to Erevin. When he finds out on Yantif which direction he needs to go in, his use of the Erev isn't because of Breyer, for nothing's happening retroactively. It already did happen. He simply is being notified of what happened. It's just the Giloy, a revelation of which Erev took effect before, and therefore we don't need Brera at all. So Amal less of the Rabbi Yechon and Brera, we say that Rabbi Yechon doesn't hold a Brera even when it comes to the Rabbanon of Tchum. So the Gemara says, you're right, we do not have to switch around Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Shai's Shita. Vachi less Rabbi Shai a Brera, when is the Rabbi Shai doesn't hold a Brera b'dairaisa? Haval b'dairabanon islay, but Rabbi Shai does hold a Brera when it comes to the Rabbanon, namely Tchum Shabbos. And Darsh Marzotra, he darshin halachak Rabbi Shai, the halachas like Rabbi Shai, and the Gemara concludes, Amr Shmuel, he says, Shoshal Patim, the shrub belonging to a cattle fattener, how you correctly call Adam, it's like the feet of anyone that buys it. He fattens cattle specifically to sell, and therefore its home goes according to the purchaser, even if he's from a different city. Who wouldn't want to travel to a different city for a nice juicy cow? Whereas Sharshal Raya, an ox belonging to a shepherd, Haru Kragli Osair, it's limited to the people of that city. This shepherd raises his own animals and sells them only occasionally to the people of his city. Therefore, these animals are limited to the tchum of their city. This is even if the shepherd extended his own tchum, his animals aren't included in that. We're gonna stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about more tchum related cases. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.